welcome to the Car Sim and Race Driver Show, presented by Hugh Hattrick. Drive fast and try not to crash. Hello and welcome to the Car Sim and Race Driver Show. It's our Thursday night live stream. Now, I've managed to virtually bring somebody into the room who is, you can point right through. <laughs> it is Jonathan Sutherland. Hello, it's good. It's amazing. It's good to talk to you. Can make you seem like I'm in the same room. It's just, it's just extraordinary. <laughs> and then we also have Andrew Marr. Me. Oh, hello. <laughs> I, see, I keep doing that. It's all backwards. That's it. <laughs> ah, no. See, I did it wrong. Ah, that's it. Oh, yeah. We've just less than three days to the start of the Formula One season. Oh, I can count to three. That's excellent. Yeah, well, that's more than most politicians. So it's uh, <laughs> we are going to be talking about what's going to happen in Austria. The fact that Sebastian Vettel wasn't even offered a Ferrari contract. And Andrew Marr has a special story that he's got all to himself. I just have a rant. My rant of the week. Idiots of the week. We can do it as idiots of the week. I'm up for yes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we've got, we've got. A, have you not seen this, um, John? We've got a few. We've got, we've got Hughes hints, which he never does. We've got uh, idiot of the week, uh, ruse rant. Oh, so this will be a ruse rant, rant. And, and 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 so on. We just, I wanted to try and make something sound snazzy, uh, and it sounds snazzy. We just never do it. So I think we should start then with ruse rant. Right. So I was watching a video on YouTube earlier, thinking. I'll catch up on a bit of F1 news, as you do. Uh, and it happened to be a short video on records that are likely to be broken again. You know, things like, now that the super licence is 18 or, or above, you're not going to get the youngest driver one broken because he was 17 at the time. You know, little things like that. It's okay. It wasn't really interesting, apart from the bit where Fangio is the best ever, 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 because he is, was. Um... But then they've got this one, he goes, <laughs> some people think <laughs> that Formula One is unfair and they may have a point because no one has ever won from the back of the grid. <laughs> and I went, the world we now live in, where yeah. the grid, which for anyone that's, uh, oh yeah, for anyone that's watching or listening to this, doesn't quite understand the nature of racing, the grid is set up that the fastest people go at the front and the slowest people go at the back. And therefore, logically, it seems to make sense that the winners tend to be further towards the front of the grid. And that isn't unfair. It's called physics, um, logic competition like yes. but as 90% of the Western world now gets medals for turning up or being alive or being somebody that's not representative properly in the world well not the world very, very, very there well um, I suppose it makes sense and I'm just a dinosaur I'm just a dinosaur that, that, that uh, if you've ever seen the film Parental Guidance with Billy Crystal and um Oh, what's her name? She sings, she's funny. No, um... Oh, she's getting on these days. 
it will come to me. Anyway, she's really good. Play grandparents who are not favoured by the modern daughter, and they get they go to like a baseball. He's a he's a, a baseball commentator. They go to a baseball game, a kiddies baseball game, and no one ever gets struck out. And he's going, "Oh God, that's three! What are you on about? What are you doing?" Like this, he goes, uh, and the coach is kind of looking embarrassed, going, uh, "We don't do it like that. Not anymore." <laughs> that's the world. Welcome to the world. So I reckon 2022, the new rules, the FIA are going to bring out that uh, it's not going to be reverse grids. It's going to be that if you've got a boo boo, you get 10 seconds at time taken off so that you further forwards, uh, and you get a special cup for, for getting in the car because you've got a sniffle. Um, and if you can prove that you were severely disadvantaged at some point in your life, you you probably just get given the championship. There you go. Yeah. And I think this is where John will like this. This is where Williams need to hold on, keep Claire, because they'll just be given the championships because she's the only woman in charge of anything. Exactly. Do I sound bitter? Every time Williams loses, <laughs> it's just toxic masculinity. It's nothing to do with the fact that their car's rubbish. That's what it is. Toxic masculinity, that's all it is, the patriarchy. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Now, I was quite progressive. <laughs> I was quite a progressive individual, but I am so sick and tired of this now. Because yeah. you can't just be a decent, normal, I don't know, normal stuff that. You just can't be a decent, kind person yeah. you can't you're not allowed you, 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 you foam about something so i'm foaming about this yeah. no i think but on on, on that um, the fact is people know this is a proper sport and this is again why the hate sports are not really saying very much um, and but when people start making such big issues about how they're going to race or you know what to make it more competitive or it's unfair um, I think the majority not, of the drivers. No, hey, you're faster than me. That's not on, um, because they want. To, it's going to become a, a joke. It's not going to become a real race. It's going to become a complete joke if they allow that kind of stuff. Yeah, it already is, and the amount they're charging you to watch it in Britain. Yeah. I was looking it up because when it's coming up, and I'm thinking, I got a bunch of emails from the Formula One people offering me. F1 TV, and then I, and then I found out I can't watch F1 TV in this country because it's geo blocked. So I have to go on to Sky, and now Now TV is my broadband provider, and I have Now TV on my streaming, and they send me an email for twenty-five pounds a month. No. Big discount from thirty-three. No. I can watch F One, but I get any cars with it. You mean? So it doesn't matter. I can. It doesn't matter. I don't have to. I don't eat as long as I can watch F One. Get lost. <laughs> So that's per month for no TV, is That's it? per month! So if you had a month where there was four races in one month, then you might think that's not bad value because it's five or a race. Better than 10 quid a day. Yeah, is that what it was? No, that's what it is. If you pay for the, a day pass, a day pass on Now TV is nine ninety nine. Well, I thought, because um, I was thinking about doing that, this is quite interesting for F1 fans from the UK. Because a lot of them will be thinking how do we get it under the base way and how it was cost effective. But if there's only 20 races in the Formula One calendar, and if you actually go on Now TV and you just get the pass, then you're only paying 200 quid. 
in effect, because you only need it for the Sunday, really. Yeah. Isn't they? So that's 200 quid. But if you're going to pay 25 quid a month, then you're going to be paying, you know, 300 No, quid. but on Now TV, you're, you're only, you only have to buy it per month, not, not in a contract there. No, that's right. It's it's, it's Sky. It's owned by Sky, so it's Sky coverage. But it's a, it's a month, a month by month contract thing, which is what I what I do for oh, the that's TV. Not the so you can you can stop it when it's not actually the season. Off season, you can stop it. Right, yeah. Yeah, or if you knew you were on holiday, something you, you can stop it. Then that's probably quite I would consider. Yeah, that's as long as the worst because if you had four races in one month, it's what they're trying to do this time. That's maybe not quite such bad value. What would be really interesting would be I don't know if anyone from um, abroad. Is listening, but how much does it cost in various countries around the world? If you're in Indonesia, for example, how much does it cost to watch a race in Indonesia? Is it cheaper to get a low cost flight to Indonesia, <laughs> watch the race, and then come back and sign up to Sky for 12 months? <laughs> well, it might just probably. be. Probably yeah. is. <laughs> no, Possibly. That's a bit, um, it was a bit. Uh, no, um, if this affects your one, your sound on, let me know. Or if uh, anyone out there can, and if you're listening, um, if you can, if if Jonathan speaks, let's see how it goes with saying on my, my Yeah, I can muffled. just check. Can anyone hear me? Ruth, can you hear me? Yep, I'll hear you loud and clear. Ah, I can't hear any of you. That's I can hear Hugh, obviously, but I can't hear you. Hugh, Hugh here. All oh, right. Ah, that's the thing. Um, I wonder how we're going to sort that one out then. Um, Sign language. Unless I've got... Uh, that will be really good on the podcast. Sign language. <laughs> um, is there any other way we can hear it live? Uh, you have your phone and you could watch, you could hear it on YouTube. You could just put it with muffled. Have you got, have you got your audio processing ticked or unticked? Because apparently, according to the little theme that popped up when I roused over, audio processing is so that you don't get so much echo and things when you've got the... Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not. Is that in settings? Have you got a splitter you can plug in? All right, shift videos. I'm gonna. Um, I don't think so. No. Um, a splitter is what's needed. To, ah, disable audio processing. Yeah. So if I tick the disabled disable audio processing, will that, that make it better? No, it makes it worse. <laughs> okay, sorry. You were funny. I blame. Something well, it's unticked. There we go. There we are. So, hopefully, you can hear us all, and we're now coming on the line a lot better. Should we do this? Now, TV is awful. You try and look for something, and you never find it, you just can't. Um, uh, that's quite good. So, Jonathan, continue now. We're watching it live on. I can hear Rue about five seconds after he says something. <laughs> It's like the first kind of telephone it's gonna, conversation. It's going to be like the two Ronnies when uh, <laughs> <laughs> he answered the question that he answered before. Yes, I remember that one. Yeah. Mastermind. So, we should talk as well about Assetto Corsa Competizione, because at the moment there's a very big race going on. Um, sure. It's the start of the Sim... Uh, the, or is it Sim World or something? Um, I need to yeah. actually check that. Um, but it's, it's with uh, the coach Dave Academy with David Perel, who's a big player in that. It's basically set the whole thing up. Um, I, and Josh Martin is racing there tonight as well. So I was watching him before I came across here um, to do the show. Um, and he was only a few places behind David Perel, actually, which is pretty good. But it's set on the new Assetto Corsa competition, um, which is really, really good, actually. I was racing this morning. Uh, and I now have a, a safety rating of 35. 
even though I've been upside down and I've had quite a lot of big accidents. Now, is that good or bad? Here? I don't think it's great so far. <laughs> um, I think you've got to get at least 70 before you can actually take part in multiplayer championship races. But I can do some multiplayer races, but it's really hard. The car has no grip because you do rolling starts. So when you actually get going and you get the green light, um, you've got to kind of, kind of tiptoe around the first few corners because you've got no pressure in the tyres and it's really, really cold. And they tell you um, not to go on the curbs because if you go on the curbs, you just have even less grip. And I ignored that, went on the curbs and it looked wonderfully dramatic. And I took about three people with me. <laughs> it was a, so we did a kind of, you know, a kind of dance as we spun. Um, and then eventually we rejoined, but it was quite, it was quite coming. Um, so I didn't finish very well. Um, but uh, but it's a good race. It is really, really hard. You can't, like in Gran Turismo, you can kind of not always concentrate. But in in, uh, in this game, you have to absolutely concentrate all the time. Um, if you don't, you're in big, big trouble. And so you can do Braille for TV. <laughs> Am I waving my hand too much? Well, as long as the sound works, Anne, as long as that's better. And I'm sure it's fine. Right, finally. God. We finally got it. We're waiting for, for Andrew to get it. Well, I'm just going to, I just wanted to share the screen or share right. part of the screen yep. for this idiotic, um, there's my button. Share screen. Uh, there's my button. Uh, Chrome tab. And next week, by the way, we should have Andrew Dixon joining us too. Just to let uh, all our viewers know, Andrew Dixon, the return. Ah, the return of Dixon. Yeah. It's the return of the Dixon. Andrew. Click something. Click something. Oh, oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. That's all right. I'll forgive you. Get on with it. There we go. Ah. So there. A Sky Sports monthly pass is £25. All devices, 11 Sky Sports channels, auto renews at £33.99 monthly. Oh. They they have because of this idiotic year they have reduced it to twenty five. But this, if the nine ninety nine that's a day pass. Now that means you can watch the race, or you can watch quali, or you can watch practice one and two. It's not the weekend, so there's no way I'd go for ten quid when just you know two and a half times as much, and I can watch not only everything in that one weekend, all of them for the month. But, but 25 quid is a lot of money, you know? Yeah, for that, yeah, because it's, well, I mean, if, if there's two, th average two or three races a month, then, yeah, it's going to be about, that's that, about eight pounds, just over eight pounds a race. Is it 24 two. hours or is it one day, Rue? Because if you, um, if you've got it just at the right time, then could you get both qualifying and the race? You might get the end of qualifying. You might you get, get the, the end of qualifying and get the race. I did it cut out. It went to sort of a safety yeah. car. Just as your subscription went out, it was like... Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. It's not specified. Considering how long it took me to find this. Uh, now TV is notorious for not telling you anything. Um, so... If you got it at three o'clock on the Saturday at the end of qualifying, you'd only have it till three o'clock on Sunday. Yeah. And the race starts at ten past two. Possibly, or you would have it to the end of that day. You know, when I when I buy my monthly subscription, it doesn't. It's not a month from when I buy it. It well, it is. It's but it's to midnight of that. If it includes um, that day, hmm. then that's not so bad because you might just get the race. Um, because the last thing you want to do is have a really exciting bit 
and then you find that it's it cuts out saying you have to renew. Yeah, exactly. Or oh, oh, cuts out and goes to an advert like it did once many years ago. Yeah, on ITV. Uh, ITV. Thing, and then they showed the last three laps for you. Well done. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like, they've got the same director in charge now because every time you get, they follow two people not close enough to overtake for about half an hour and then just as they're about to have a battle, they'll focus on someone in the crowd picking the nose and then go back and then you've found they've overtaken. You're like, oh, brilliant. You're so good. And it seems you're employed for a whole year. <clears throat> Get off! Maybe they'll send you on further. But uh, <laughs> rather so we'll flushing down the toilet. There we go. Now this is another bit of news: is that Sebastian Vettel uh, wasn't even offered <sighs> a contract at Ferrari. I, I guess that. that. I guess that when I found out that Carlos Sainz was talking to Ferrari months and months ago, he had been approached by Ferrari months ago. I told you that. But uh, so it was pretty obvious they didn't want Vettel. But they were—they're not going to say that. They are. Hey, we are going to get a decent guy. He's useless and he's old and smelly. You know, they're not going to do that. Are they? <laughs> I, I think when he started to clash with the clerk at every opportunity, I think that which happened quite early on. It's not fair. You're young, young. You're not young anymore. Sad. Sorry, mate. You were once. When you were 12 and you were driving around smashing into Kubica, I remember that. Mm -hmm. <coughs> yeah, but I think, more. as you say, he'll probably just retire. I just think he might well just go. I can't see him going maybe for a mid yeah. midfield team. I just can't see that. He's as canny um, as Rosberg. Yeah. Get yourself a world championship and then leave fast before you can be proven to be rubbish in Germany. Or before the stewards take it back. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know, that's the way we normally do it. But uh, leave the carting yeah. idea before the steward is out. Should we do the impression again? He turned into me! Look, I'm going straight! Yes. I never moved the wheel. <laughs> I don't believe it! I love it the way they do that. I was, I was looking at uh, Vettel's... Not Vettel, sorry, Verstappen's win last year in Austria. Uh, when he did that overtaking manoeuvre on Leclerc and he did the same overtaking manoeuvre that Hamilton has done a thousand times and Schumacher's done a thousand times plus with a gun uh, you know it, it, it was yeah it's only because A they want to make something of it and B they've clashed before uh -huh. uh, and also Verstappen's a nut and keeps trying to smash into people in unsafe fashions and he does but on this occasion, he'd gone down the inside and just went round the corner like that. And the clerk went like that, and they hit wheels, and there you go. And both of them went, he turned into me. I don't believe it. What was that? And you're like going, oh, yeah. What that was is you having a hissy fit. Get on with it. Stop whining. Gunter Steiner should be put in charge of lots of things, including shouting on the radio. All right, that's it. Now this is our next, our next one. If I can get rid of all these, um, let's see here. Here we go. <laughs> Do you want yes. to buy this? Are you sure? <laughs> Max Verstappen said he missed out on Red Bull, Red Bull Simulator days, as well as driving a Formula One car during the coronavirus lockdown due to travel restrictions oh. in Europe. Oh. I think that's worth a few extra points. Oh, I think it is. Yes. Yep. The Dutchman who lives in Monaco says a combination of limits on leaving the Principality Stop. early on, along with quarantine rule changes in the UK. Left him for time to stay at home. No, that, no, 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 
he's do. not done that do. many. He's, in fact, he's done any virtual F1 racing either. Mm. Okay. No. Well, he has. No, sorry. Yeah. No, I'll read. <laughs> Suck that back. I didn't say that because then I realised you just said virtual F1. Yeah, you're right. He didn't do any F1s. He did other stuff, but he didn't do yeah. virtual F1. Uh, yeah, he was one of the ones that chose not to get involved in what was frankly uh, an embarrassment, was it not? <laughs> well, it was. It was stupid. But it kind of shows you what's going to happen um, if they kind of get into all this stuff. You know, if they don't do it properly, then then that's what happens. It's just going to go down, and people are abandoning ship. I've had quite a few emails already on our videos and the comments saying that people are absolutely fed up the way it's going. Not just with the politics of some that come into the sport. Uh, but just for the fact they're not taking it seriously. And folks from our generation are just abandoning it and just saying, I don't even know if they're going to bother watching it. So I think... Well, the, the F1 yeah. together, yeah. yeah because well, we wait till you know, it gets back. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I think we need to see exactly how it looks like in reality. There's a lot of talk about it, a lot of virtue signaling going on, which rather puts people off. But when they get back to racing, they're, they're going to race. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Give it a choice between winning a race. I mean, it's we go back to they go to places like Bahrain and China. When it comes down to it, you know, when 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 the poo hits hits the fan, yeah. um, they'll do what they need to do to get in a car. That's what they'll do. Ah, exactly. Because they're humans and they're selfish. You know, just like everyone else. So here's the thing, Charles McClurk. <laughs> said that he's 99% sure that Ferrari is going to face a more difficult Formula 1 campaign in 2020 than uh -huh. it had last year. God. So yeah, they're all looking for points. They are. All exactly. like, well, you yes. know, it's really tough yeah. now. Uh, Ferrari's facing a struggle until the changes take effect for the Hungarian Grand Prix. The wait for upgrades could be enough to allow rival Mercedes Red Bull to pull clear, and if the season ends up being truncated after, after the conclusion of the European leg in September, then the lost ground could wreck any hopes of a title challenge. And someone in the so what, what exactly yeah, get the balance yeah. So what are the changes that take effect in Hungary then? What's going on there? Uh, they must be allowed to have more upgrades. Okay. Yeah. And Ferrari will be needing them. But um but yeah. Well they've, uh, they've got upgrades on the car now because like, like I said last week, they've they've all of them have been they've seen the problems they had from the car in Barcelona and this furlough has given them the opportunity to think about it because if anyone is trying to tell me that the technical teams in one of these massive F1 companies, they've just sat on their ass eating cucumbers at home, I simply don't believe it. I just don't believe it. But, you know, Nick Fry, not Nick Fry, uh, I don't like him, pick one, uh, has been, they've been sitting at home. Adrian Newey has got his design office in his house. I know that because I've read his autobiography. How to Make a Racing Car, thoroughly recommended proper book. And he's, he, he'll have been sat there on Google with all of his books and his big old-fashioned draftsman thing, drawing stuff. And what were the FYA going to do? They think they put some kind of time lock on his door of his personal study. Yeah, right, whatever. He might not have been on an email, but this is an old-fashioned guy that uses pencils and old rotary pens, you know. To, to design things. Uh, so you're not allowed to think. You're not allowed to think about this thing at all for three months. You can't even think about Formula One cars. You just have to worry about uh, coronavirus. I could fix that. I could fix that. If you, I've never actually seen the whole of the clock with the car, but I've seen some salient points. There's a bit where they desensitise him, don't they? They make him 
They force him to watch things. You force all of the teams to watch EastEnders. <laughs> this destroys their ability to think. <laughs> that would guarantee it. Or Coronation Street. Pick one. Yeah, or the one show. Or Love Island. Oh, no. Sorry. I can't be that cruel. <laughs> yeah. If they watch the one show, they'd never wake up again. <laughs> and a permanent coma. <clears throat> you know you know all these scandals over the years? <laughs> these scandals over the years of these people that have been on the Beige show, uh, yeah. British Beige Corporation, so the BBC stands for, um, that have disappeared, you know, the ones that, that, that there's supposedly like Adrian Childs and all this lot, supposedly been scandals, haven't they? No, it's cover-up. They actually are still in a coma somewhere in some hospital in Birmingham. Something <laughs> <clears throat> that was so boring, and that was it. But uh, but no, there you have it. You, you could have Neil Armstrong sat there with Buzz Aldrin and Mick Collins and and uh, Lovell, right? They'd be sat there and they'd be going, mm, "So when you're at home, do you like cheese?" <laughs> but, now we're going to go to the report. Although he said blooming, we better not put that in there. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> this guy, they, you want to know what his favourite cheese is? Exactly. That's just how mindless this show is. So the most exciting they would get is what did it feel like being on the moon? <laughs> A lot better than in the studio. <laughs> <laughs> to which Neil Armstrong would go, well, I've never been asked that before. <laughs> Do you know they used to make up stuff just because they got sick of it? They actually, I've heard one of some of them say they don't even remember the truth anymore because they've together to keep themselves going for fifty years made up so much stuff about what what went on just because they were sick of the same three questions. What was it like? Did you enjoy it? Did you get to the pictures? <laughs> Did you get the postcard? Did you see an alien? <laughs> Aliens! Oh, and it was fake. It was a fake, wasn't it? Yeah. Whatever. I don't care. But, uh, no, what I do well. know is a really good day out of Cape Canaveral. Now, <laughs> um, what was talking about beige television? We were talking about Ferrari is going to recalibrate their entire. <laughs> so, <laughs> and these interviews are exactly the same. The same thing as the one show, aren't they? They're all trying to think of something to say and get, like, say, the F1 excuses in. Now they can't say the tyres are going to wear out because they haven't driven them yet. So they, oh, it's going to be really hard. We're going to do much worse. How the hell do you know? You've done five laps four months ago, and it's a different car now. You haven't got a clue. Shut up. You ten-year-old, get in the car, stop whining. <laughs> Give us a race. That's why I think I kind of agree with um, the hat trick man that Vettel is going to be, you know, a bit exciting because I don't think he'll care anymore. He'll just be two German fingers <laughs> up and be like, "Also." These Italians, they have sicked me. I am going to kill them all and take over their country. Nein, I'm in Austria. We will win. That's what they're going to do. Maybe that's why they've suppressed our views. <laughs> hey, well, at least it's not a copyright claim. Maybe Google has a good reason. Children have a faulty time. Hold on, I've got my stick. 
Where's that car? The major. <laughs> oh, I was thinking of the Austin Maxi. Whacking it. That would be amazing if someone on the grid, A, didn't say things like, you know, wine, 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 spit dummy wine. Um, <laughs> they got out of the car because they got, oh, yeah. they should carry some kind of thing or when they have a crash or something like that, they jump out of the car, they grab a stick and they start whacking the car with it like Doug Glees did on Faulty Towers. It would be so entertaining. It'd be like, I mean, that's why I like Alonso, because in the Brazilian Grand Prix, didn't he sit on a chair and put his feet up and refuse to go back to the pit? Yeah, well, yeah. Perfect. So that's what I'd do. I'd say, got any beer? <laughs> Thank you very much. I'd just sit there. Because, I mean, okay, he's mad. The most dramatic overtake. It should be a sort of panel of um, enthusiasts yeah. that give points for the most dramatic overtake yes. or a most ridiculous sort of uh, spin or something or the most dramatic crash. So if you're going to crash, it's got to be a massive crash with planes <laughs> and stuff. And then you gotta, you at least get five points or something for it. So I suppose you could call it the audaciousness points. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's much more interesting. Yeah. So, I mean, I predict that the, the, the winners every week would be one of the following. Ricciardo. Verstappen, Hamilton, um, no, that's it. We're going to think, no, Nicholas Latibi will get a participation point. Who's he? He's he? running for Alfred Sorry, doesn't he? No. Yeah. No! Was it not Alfred Emil? Sorry, Alfred Emil. No! Williams. Is he not, is he not um, or is it Williams? Latifi's oh, thought... going to Williams. So who is Raikkonen's... Um, Ah, uh, that's the Italian fella. Or um, Giovinazzi. Giovinazzi. I know he said Giorgio Armani, but that's somebody else, isn't it? <laughs> Giovinazzi, yeah, who's uh, there and improved last year. Yeah, a bit. Apparently. Giovinazzi? No, Giovinazzi. Giovinazzi. Don't start. I've had enough trouble with him. Mugello. <laughs> hey, I'm going to that Lamborghini. Yeah. <laughs> There's a delay. Giovanazzi. <laughs> All right. Pizzeria. <laughs> yeah, we've done. We lost our German audience, and here goes the Italian one. <laughs> I know. I was doing a perfect German there. I know. I used to live there. So, um, <laughs> oh, I love Italian. Well, and Ant's Italian. Look, if Ant if I'm put something, if Ant's offended, we know we've offended the Italians. <laughs> Salamino. Antonio. So, um, but yeah, I mean, can you think of any other drivers? On a slightly more, not much more serious note, can you think of, apart from the list I just gave you, that would any other drivers that would be audacious in their moves? Uh, I did think of Grosjean and Madison for a little bit, but their their moves. Yeah, yeah they, they can be a bit live wired. Yeah, but they're not so much audacious as destructive. It's like the difference between. <laughs> It's like the difference between watching Bobby George, for those old enough to remember, you know, on the darts, and throwing <laughs> a cruise missile at someone. It's not one skill, the other one's just boom. You know. <laughs> no, that's the thing. <laughs> He's coming. No, you're not. Liar. Liar. You've insulted our one and only viewer just about now. <laughs> <laughs> so there we go. 
Now I'm going to have to go and grovel to Sky uh, and grovel to Google at the same time. He's gone. He's gone. Oh, he's gone. Groveling to Sky. God, come on. So, I mean, I, I, to be fair, I think the racing will be quite good this year. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I just hope they don't go all political and we don't have these big interviews about certain this and certain that. Why, why are we painted the car this colour? Yeah. Why everybody's got badges of this, that and the next thing. Um, it's, I just hope not. But they'll be on their knee, mate. First race, they'll be on their knee, guaranteed. Yeah, there they are. But, uh, and then Hamilton will get fired. Um, the end of the yeah, I don't he's think he will. Now. Yeah, he's he's the darling of the uh, did we do, isn't he? You know. But, um, well, ah. yeah, it's going to be. In, yeah, I don't know. I just ah. wonder. I just wonder if it's going to work. I, I think there's already been a bit of a backlash even today. More people are seeing that that particular movement um, is more of a Marxist organisation, and potentially that's not really what people thought it was. And if they put the name to that. Um, it's not going to help them because there won't be any Formula One, certainly not in Britain, if you're going to have that kind of organisation running the country um, because everyone will be owned by the state. So it'll be the state Formula One, which will be like a, a, a donkey. <laughs> Power to the people! The thing is, I can't, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm a dodgy little Labour supporter, so I can't really, I can't be too much of a hypocrite about this kind of stuff, you know, well, but being remember, a, an age old socialist. So I don't, I don't want to sort of get into remember, that and argue. Remember when Russia made a, an idea of what they thought Concorde should be like? <laughs> what, the, T, the TU-144? It was completely different. It was nothing like Concorde. For a start, all the engines were in the middle. It did tend to crash, and they couldn't hear themselves think when they, when they were flying. <laughs> it was so bad, it vibrated so much, they couldn't actually serve food or anything. Yeah, but on the flip side of that... They did have space stations that worked. That's you now. Know. That's now. No, no, years ago. Years, years. Years, years ago, back in the day, Mia and uh, all those kind of things. So, you know, they're, they're, what annoys me more about the whole of that thing, the whole of that era and everything to do with it, is that we had a space programme and it was a damn good one. And we had made an incredible booster, which was then canned, because we are just going to give it to the Americans and let them do it. But what we didn't realise is that then the that when they, years in the future, they were just going to can their space programme and stop making space shuttles and go and pay someone else to do it. And they paid the Russians when they could have paid us with our, frankly, better booster. It was a good rocket. And it was a good rocket in the early stages, and it was canned. So how good would it be now? So, you know, just like the world's fastest bomber, which was the... Um, Oh, what was it called? The basically they used the technology from it to make the Concorde, to develop the Concorde. No, 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 no. Fast, not good for its day. And oh, we're talking Mac three fast. God, give me a second. SR seventy one. SR seventy one is American. You You know this. <laughs> Though it is made of my favourite metal. It is. It is indeed. Titanium Tin Man. And the amazing thing about I love the engines, because they needed a ramjet at Mach 3, but you need a turbofan below, was it Mach 2.5, something like that? So what they did is they invented an engine, the bypass engine, which is kind of both. Wow. I love that plane. That and the Lightning. I touched a Lightning once and I nearly died. 
I actually wet myself. And then when we went to, me and Emma went to the Manchester Museum of Science and Industry, which is another place I thought we'd uh, recommend. They had the P1, which is the prototype, the one that went, I mean, it's the world's first airplane that can supercruise, which means travel faster than the speed of sound without afterburners. And it was, it first flew in 1955. <laughs> You've given me inspiration. You've given me inspiration because I'm going to do a video on the world's worst car museum. Oh, yeah, that's brilliant. Yeah, <laughs> the worst places ever to visit. And one of them is the Glasgow Transport Museum. <laughs> they got all Granada. <laughs> and it was, I mean, I haven't been there for a few years, but it was one of the worst places. It was free to get in, but it's worth paying. Well, to get free. In. You paid your tax in Glasgow. It yeah. cost about 14 million to build it. Yeah, oh. so I'm going to do a list of the worst, the worst uh, car museums. Yeah. I think that would be quite a good one. But, um, or so-called exhibitions, which are so boring and dull and pleasant. <laughs> kind of They're absolutely awful. Right. What I need to do is I need to go on YouTube. I need to find Curious Droid, which is superb. Okay, okay. Uh, where you carry on while... Um, you we can talk about because know before we go back to Ferrari on our car show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on our car sim racing airplane show. I think we might have to change the title. <laughs> but um, <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Ferrari will recalibrate the entire upgrade program for its 2020 Formula One car. Uh, and it's set to introduce a full revamp of the SF1000 at the Hungarian Grand Prix. In pre-season testing, Ferrari's latest car appeared to have a number of fundamental issues. <laughs> with a performance shortfall uh, with its power units combining with a car that seemed to no, lack grip, English. meaning it's not very fast and unreliable that was the issue um, so yeah, so that will come by Hungary which is only a few weeks time because okay. um, literally we have two races at Austria then a week off and then on the 19th we have Austria, uh, Hungary um, <laughs> then after that it's Britain okay. then two races at Britain uh, and then it goes on to the rest of the calendar, which I cannot remember exactly, but it's going to be like Spa, uh, Italy, um, and then Spain. Yes, yeah, Spain as well as in all. Okay. So it's changed a bit. And then, and then it's going to be uh, elsewhere. Which is the way it That's good. It's going to be elsewhere, isn't it? Yeah. Possibly <laughs> Emma. Emma have applied to have another, a second race. Uh, that's good. So, I think it would be great though, if we did have governments making. Uh, F1 cars. And if they did fall apart for 200 miles an hour on the main straight at Imola or something, it'd be, it'd be phenomenal. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the wind would fly off and go straight through someone in the crowd. It'd be exciting if they had catastrophic uh, failures quite frequently. Uh, or what could possibly happen if you've got, uh, if you look at the way that the COVID thing worked, um, every time something bad happened, they did the. Um, the solution to it about a week later. So what would happen is, is all the wheels would fall off the car, and then afterwards they go, we're implementing a wheel stopping falling off the car situation uh, 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 to stop the wheels falling off last week. And the dead driver won't be dead then, or something, maybe, I don't know. This is the uh, TSR2. This is the TSR2. This, this was they made two, uh, and they when they canned the project because apparently just like the Miles M52, which was going to be the world's first supersonic plane, and was about a month away from flying supersonic, and invented the uh, movable 
control surfaces instead of having little ones. Uh, and we just gave it to the Americans and then canned it. And then a year later, the X1, the Bell X1, had removable control surfaces and didn't crash anymore. So Chuck Yeager became the first person to go supersonic. Oh, it's amazing. It's amazing what the Americans developed there. And um, a great idea, by the way. And has said we should rename the show to Three Men and One Chat Show. Which I think actually <laughs> might help. So it gives us a variable. Three men and a three three men in a chat show. Hmm. Yeah, that's that's quite good actually. I'll have to go and figure it out. It's, yeah, it's pretty good. And stop being clever. I did have an idea though for a Facebook group to help and advertise our shows as well as any other motorsport shows, and I was thinking of calling it something like motorsport videos to share, and we could put all our favourite videos that we see on YouTube on it as well as um, our videos too. And it would help to promote people who take motorsport videos and get them out on YouTube. Um, and if we put lots of other videos that are quite already quite well viewed, it helps to build up the whole program. And then it might we might get more viewers that way. Um, and also encourage people to put their favourite videos onto it, and then that kind of thing. Videos. Yeah. Because it's quite hard to, to get you know to share your motorsport videos at the moment on any kind of Facebook group or other groups where people can see it and to try and get it out. Instagram is quite good for it. To be fair, I don't do very much on Instagram. Mm -hmm. but it's try I'm I have noticed. Yeah, I need to maybe do more with that. I Today I was watching Kate Beckinsale again with her two cats. She dressed them up as man and wife and they got married. I love her. She's amazing. She's off her <laughs> rocker. Not with Instagram, right? <laughs> no, it was, I can show it you now if you want. I can share the video if you want me to. If you desperately want me to. Perhaps later on. I didn't think you would, <laughs> but it's a real thing. She does this a lot uh, because she is wonderfully insane. She'd make a great girlfriend for me anyway. It helps that she's not ugly at all. Is she not married? She's not married, <laughs> no, no. no. Who are we talking about? Kate Beckinsale? Yeah, yes. The new version of Total Recall. Oh, uh, right. Okay. Also, yeah, but that's years ago now. She was one of the two best things in Total Recall. There were three things good about Total Recall. Kate Beckinsale's arse. Uh, <laughs> Jessica Beale, well, all of Kate Beckinsale, but the, the backside was particularly good. Uh, Jessica Beale, again, depending on what you like. And. Um, I've forgotten his name. What's his name? I'll have to get a girl on here so we can slap her arse then, yeah? <laughs> no, I'm not sexist. Listen, if I was gay, I'd be saying Colin, Colin Farrell was good looking, but he's not, because I'm not gay, so he's ugly. And actually, to be fair to her, put, putting her looks aside, she played a really excellent lunatic in that. It's never dull. It's never dull. Oh, See, I don't need. I don't need alcohol. Where's my coffee? <laughs> so, you, know, <laughs> you can never get that stuff these days. You know, knots, knots, not until I have drunk this. Uh, well, I think on that note, we should probably call it a day. <laughs> really? To all our remaining viewers and listeners, you've been brave it's enough. It's getting better. It's getting good. But do you do you think do you think the pink Ramon's Mercedes is going to win any races this year? Yeah, it could do. Yeah, yeah, no, there's a good chance. Maybe Vettel will go there. 
Well, it's rebadged Aston Martin. Yeah, yeah, that's an interesting one, though, isn't it? When it's well, not will have pink and stupid, our, I might actually support them. Now, remember, we also have our competition where you can win an amazing wall title, if I can remember. Beer of Duckworth and Frank Boff. It's the one over there. Hang on. <laughs> yes, it's so precious, you've dumped it under your, under your laundry. There we go. There we are. <laughs> But you're going to have to subscribe to the show, which is pretty brave in this day and age. Do you think he <laughs> used curves? <laughs> a courageous decision there. Okay, so oh. Harley, Joe Biden. <laughs> yeah. Show but who? You can have that. Once we get a thousand subscribers, then all the names will go in a hand. And you could be receiving that free of charge delivery anywhere in the globe. We're very generous here at the Car Seven Race Driver Show, which you've been watching with Jonathan Sullivan. <laughs> and and next week, hopefully, Andrew Dixon. Yeah, bring some yeah, 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 yeah. If he's watching this, there's no way he's going to come. He's going to say he's got COVID. <laughs> he's in the, in the hospital. But, uh, but hopefully he'll be fine and he'll be definitely wanting to come along. But thanks to everyone for bravely listening on and being very loyal and supporting our show. We don't even have PayPal because we don't really expect anyone to pay us. <laughs> Patreon, we need was it Patreon where you get yeah, you get yeah, donations. If you do want to remember that you've actually been watching the show, then go to our website, which is you have things on and you can get more information on what I do there. It's been fabulous having you all on the show. He can't he can't wait to finish the show. <laughs> I, and what was really funny is on Sunday how red he went. He went absolutely purple. That's why I've changed the lighting. Nobody <laughs> yeah, was on something you said, not something I said. Take care and bye just now, everyone. Bye. -bye. bye. <laughs>